0: This is an AMI podcast.
1: Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It is Tuesday, it's the 9th of May, 2023. And today we're going to tell you how you can hear better
2: using audiograms on your iPhone. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Breeze.
1: Hello, Sean Breeze. How are you? I am beautiful. Thank you, Stephen Scott. How are you, sir? I'm good. I was actually kind of wanting to get out of the way of the music today because, you know, all some right, people wait. do like our theme tune. That's all you get. Um, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we, we have to pay by the second, I'm, I'm yes. told. Yeah, that's that's enough of that. That's, it is a cut it off. funky that's it. theme Get tune. Rid of
3: it. Oh, all right, fair enough. Back to us. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Anyway, how are you? You all right? It's Tuesday. No, I'm, I'm, you good? I'm, I'm great. The weather's changing. The birds are singing. It's light in the morning. You know, you can sort of tell. It's lovely. Yes, I'm enjoying <laughs> it. I'm sat here topless, Stephen Scott. That's wow. how summery it is. Wow.
1: Why am I? Why am I picturing Homer Simpson looking confused? <laughs> Why, why is that in my head? Because that's, that's what I always look like. That's why. <laughs> Homer Simpson with hair looking confused. Now, maybe that's it. Is that yeah, it? Yeah, thank you. Yes, you I go. do have hair. Thank you for pointing that out. Hello, ladies. Yeah, I will say, yes, I, I have hair too, but it's, it's not where I want it to be. That's the problem. <laughs> that's gross. No, oh. but, but I, I, do you know, honestly, it just irritates the heck out of me that my ear and my nose hair seems to grow ridiculously wow, faster we're, we're than carrying on. the hair on my head. Yeah, yeah. Well, where, where it just seems to be, you know, pulling in the middle. It's decided that it's kind of creating this little circular dome at the top that it just wants to, you know, kind of like have an open field just right up there at the top. You are so Apple, aren't you? What's that thing? What's oh, that yes, island called? Apple Park. <laughs> no, no. Is, is, no. is that what it is? Is it Apple Park appearing no, in my head? I meant the dynamic island of the. Uh, oh, it's my dynamic. Pros. Yeah, it's yeah. not very dynamic though. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's my brain. It's not very dynamic. I'm sorry. Uh, so listen, I just want to say hello to Mr. F today uh, in a special way.
2: Mr.
1: Yeah, he's got a jingle. Oh, Mr. F. You know why he's got a jingle? Because he deserves God bless you, Mr. F. Mr. Quick all right, F. I have to, So I have to, so you, you, you say going. God bless you, and I right right again. Uh, okay. God bless you.
2: Mr. F. Ah,
1: oh, that's cute, oh, isn't it? Well done. You're welcome, sir. <sighs> Does this one work? No. Um <laughs> so <laughs> in the spirit of new things. Um, That's the new thing, by the way. Uh (laughs) A lot of work went into that, obviously, yes. Um, So that uh, aside, um, we have something to tell you. We have our own...
2: Breaking News. Breaking News. Breaking News.
1: The show is broken. Uh, And we're going to fix it. (laughs) That's not news. (laughs) That's not news. Uh, So this coming Saturday... And every Saturday from here until the end of time, or until one of us die, um which you know <laughs> Cheery. Okay. Uh weeks, months, I don't know. Um well, we have something different coming for this weekend. So on the weekend edition, we are changing it, Sean. I'm well, I've decided I've made this decision. I was gonna say, I don't know this news, so yes, this is
3: breaking, breaking news. It
1: wouldn't matter. Even if even if I told
3: yeah. you this, you still would have no idea. Yeah, no, that's true. I often forget. You yep. don't listen. You don't no. listen. Oh, I do listen. I just forget. I am very goldfish-like. Carry on. Castle. Pardon? Castle. Oh, it's a castle. That's
1: Are a goldfish. You
3: That's what goldfish do. They, they just go around in a circle and they go, oh, there's a castle. Oh, uh, right. No, mine had a, uh, a treasure chest that used to open and close and there was a scuba diver next to it.
1: What, the, the actual chest opened and closed?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Part of the air, air filtration system. It used to open and close the... Uh... Wow, oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's no, no. cool. I, I just had an old castle. Oh, well, sorry, sir. If you're not up with the tech, then uh, the <laughs> obviously you don't know. Can I just say, keeping fish, absolute terrible nightmare. Don't do it. It's such hard work. I thought it was going to be the easiest thing in the world. And I put new fish in and they ate the old fish. It was horrific. <laughs> I'm traumatized by that still. And you got to clean it every two seconds. Otherwise, the water just turns into a cloudy mess. Oh, Awful. it's ridiculous. Don't do it
1: friend of mine did exactly the same thing he, he started off with great intentions and by the end of it it was like it was some kind of scene out of a horror movie oh, uh, you know awful. walking through some dark you know it's like a battlefield in there a yeah of exactly fish floating
3: around and just one <laughs> entirely fat one at the bottom looking
1: all smug it's gross <sighs> don't do it people nature is terrible um <laughs> I didn't think we'd be talking goldfish tech today. <laughs> i mean admit that sorry. was not what I was expecting. That's that's what I love about this show. You just got no idea you where it's going. Yeah. Saturday um, is double tap fish day, is it, apparently? It's, uh, yeah, that's right. We're going to do a whole show on goldfish uh, on Saturday. That's it from here until the end of time. Just for the goldfish. I feel they're underrepresented. They are. No, yes. They're a marginalised community especially in your Um, fishbowl by the second it would seem um but yes uh we're going to be starting something different and it's called the double tap express yes we've got a sound effect for it as well uh the (laughs) (laughs) what has my life become uh so yeah this is the double tap express and I'm going to, every single time I say that word that has to play, I want that on a contract.
3: If anyone is listening while they're walking out and about, that's going to scare them to death. That's going to
1: make people jump. We do apo- I apologize what on behalf the, of Stephen. What, Steve the Tom. Double Tap Express? That's oh, what you're talking about. Stop. So what is the Double Tap Express? You hear me, uh, you may wonder. I was waiting then. Uh, yeah, I wasn't at <laughs> that point. Um, I'd moved away. Uh, so we decided... Because we do six shows a week and with six shows a week, that's a lot of listening. That's asking you to do a lot. And Mm. we we thought we should make a version of this on a Saturday that kind of wraps up the week. It kind of gives you a sense of what we talked about. Oh. Give us gives you a, a kind of a quicker version of the show that you can quickly run through. So you'll still hear us yapping away a lot of nonsense. Sorry, in between, in between lots of interesting highlights of the week. What we that's, call the double that's... tap express. <laughs> it's a, a way so of it's... saying basically we're just going to cut up the week and, and stick it into a Saturday. Uh,
3: it's a best ofs. That's what I'm getting from this, Stephen Scott. Yeah. Are you happy well, it with is, that? It is the best you... of the show. Best of the week The week The week that was um, yeah. And that's, that's a good title Can we use that? No Okay Because we've Fair chosen enough. this one Only, for, uh, Yeah because you I'm guessing you found That sound effect first And then thought Of the name for
1: the show That is absolutely <laughs> True Yes you're absolutely right So that's Excellent. coming up Saturday So yeah on Saturday's show You can hear uh, the, So if you don't get a chance To hear the entire show Don't worry We'll be running up for you On the Double Tap Express All aboard <laughs> Perfect. Okay, that's a glorious idea. Now, I'm all for it, because that is a big ask, isn't it? Listen to us every day. I mean, come on now. Are we signing our own death warrants here? Is this I, it? Well, we just say, do you know what, just give us the just give us the express and you can keep the rest. It kind
3: of feels like <laughs> we're going back to weekly. <laughs> because, and no one's asking for this, by the way. No. We're, we're saying this. We're, we're, we're trying, trying to, to help you.
1: Yes, we are. Because we get people who say, look, we don't hear every single show or we don't hear every single interview. So we're going to try and wrap it up for you the weekend. I like the idea because I like this. I think more people should do it. But we'll do it first. We will do as we always do. You know what? It's it's always the same, Sean. I have to do it myself because no one else will do it.
3: Yeah, but no one else wants to do it, maybe. I mean, you know, I'm not suggesting
1: anything, but that's probably the case. I know it could be for you. Joking aside, it sounds like a great idea. I thought it was the best idea I've ever come up with since the last one, which was this show. Well done, you. you Uh, Okay, tell us your thoughts. If you love it, great. If you don't, then great too. Shall we move on? Let's. Uh, Western Digital have been telling customers that hackers have stolen their data. Oh, dear. Uh, So this comes out on Friday, or came out on Friday, a month after the company revealed it had been the victim of a data breach. Hang on, a month after the company revealed, wow. uh, Western Digital published an update on the incident and notified customers that their data was stolen. So in a press release, the company said that on March 26th, it detected a network security incident where hackers gained access to a number of the company's systems. As a precautionary measure to secure our business operations, the company proactively disconnected our systems and services from the public incident. That sounds like a thing I would do. Oh, uh, it's so all broken. I'm Turn, it it. Turn it off. Turn off. Quick. Unplug it from the wall. <laughs> uh, it says we are progressing through our restoration process and the majority of our impacted systems and services are now operational. Western Digital wrote that uh, they were working with outside forensic experts, and it confirmed that hackers had obtained a copy of the Western Digital database used for their online store, which contained some personal information of our online, online store customers. It says the stolen data included customers' names, billing and shipping addresses, email addresses and telephone numbers, as well as passports. passwords, I should say, and partial credit card numbers uh, that were encrypted, hashed, and salted. And that's an important part of this, Mm -hmm. a process that hides the original plain text data and makes it significantly harder for hackers to actually see the real passwords and partial credit card numbers. So that's a little bit of good news in all of this, that even though the data got out, it would take quite a lot of work in order to unencrypt and unhash and unsalt this data. Oh, like yes. I know what any of that means. They're so um, salted. So here's the problem, though. So that's, I guess, a bit of good news. And of course, they've come out and they've told us this, so that's fine. Bad news, though, for blind people who got this message. Because I was reading online that uh, when they posted this information, they sent the letter containing all this information in an image on an email. Mm. Not in hmm. text but an image, of course, that wasn't described, that didn't have alt text. So unless you knew how to read, uh, you know, essentially OCR, the, OCR the image, with your screen reader, maybe, yeah. If you know how to do that, okay, but if you don't, you just get an image. And, you know, it, I think the email said something like at the top, you know, it's really important information you must know, image. And that was it. <laughs> and that's not great. So, uh, yeah, that was the only downside to this for a lot of blind people. Um, who were you know ultimately left out of the of the loop and had to wait for articles to come out like this to give full detail of what had actually happened, but uh, that was the story um it's, it's disappointing I mean yeah. up until that point right no no one's immune
3: from being hacked, no matter how secure your system is, you know social engineering, phishing attempts there's there's always that chance that someone's going to get in the fact that the data the important data was hashed and, and um, encrypted. Is really good. There's so surprisingly enough companies out there to just keep passwords in a plain text uh, document, which is absolutely crazy. Um, but so, so far, so good. And they took the steps. They informed whoever they needed to inform. But this misstep really is, it's just disappointing, right? Because if I got an email like that, I would assume that was a phishing attempt in, in itself, Because, Mm. okay, there's an image here. I mean, what what normal company would would put out information that I need to know in an inaccessible image? I would assume that's some sort of, you know, click on this image and something's going to happen, some malware or something. I would have deleted that straight away. So, yeah, I'm not going to slam them for it. I think this is a a misstep. But um, hopefully they've learned from the backlash from it.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I don't think for a second this was intentional to keep people out of information. Of course it wasn't. They were trying to, I think what they were trying to do, honestly, was they were wanting the response to look as official as it possibly could. Yes. You know, so it would look like an official letter from the company. I think that was the, the idea, that visually that's how it would appear. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, you got to think beyond that, guys. You know, and I think what we've got to do here with this, and this is a great example of the, the whole kind of advocacy side that we've been talking about. You know, when you're contacting a company, it's very easy to jump up and down on them and say, you should do this, you should do that, or you shouldn't have done that, or whatever it is. But actually, this is a great time to educate Western Digital on this because yeah. there are people who just won't know that, that was there that was something wrong in that. And that actually by just making that a text option or even saying here's the text version of this or whatever it is that you want to do, just make the information accessible in a really simple way and that's all you have to do you know but you know the accessibility fight and it this proves it. it goes on and on and on and it's because it's just not although we talk about accessibility every day and because people who work in advocacy talk about it every single day they think that everybody should just know this stuff you should just know this stuff why don't you just know this stuff you can't know everything I'm sorry, I just don't buy into this, this idea that you know everything. Of course you don't. It's not even taught in schools that teach programming or coding.
2: Well, in courses,
1: no. it's not there. Yeah, but I, I would still
3: argue that a, a, a company of Western Digital side, size sorry, should have an accessible department, accessibility department. They are huge. So I would argue that they should know this stuff. Now, the reason I'm not, <clears throat> excuse me, the reason I'm not Coming down on them hard is because I I think they probably did this as a way to get this information out quick. It was probably quicker to generate the images of the data for specific users uh, and and send out bulk emails like this than to do it in in text form. I'm not, I don't know if that's the case, but I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. So that's why I'm saying this is probably a misstep, but I hope it's something they, they learn from.
1: You know, a great example of this, I won't name the person because it was an individual uh, experience, but I saw someone, I think on Twitter, who had said that he had gone to a hotel. I think it was a hotel or maybe a restaurant or something, but he'd gone somewhere and he asked for the Wi-Fi code. And the person said, well, what would you need the Wi-Fi code for? Yeah. And the response was, well, (laughs) not very pleasant. Um, (laughs) And he said, well, of course I need the Wi-Fi code. What are you talking about? And he said, well, how can a blind person use a phone? And, you know, this is still prevalent. It is still mm-hmm. part of our society. I don't know how you, you deal with it. It gets infuriating. And I get that. It totally does. Because the, the sense of, I, I, I think that there's always a sense of incapability around disability. And it, there's just always, I think, will be for a very long time I until you change the true. narrative. Yeah, I think there's two fronts here. There's the ignorance,
3: which I class that as. It's just ignorance. And I think there's cases where people know about accessibility but just disregard it because, you know, they don't want to put the effort into it. And they think that no one's going to really notice because how many blind people are going to be buying hard drives or or whatever it may be? Um, Mm. So I I think there's two fronts here. And it depends which, which side a certain company or service comes down on. Which
1: you know determines the response we have to that. I think I think um, I've got the answer to this. I think oh, I, well. I think I've got the answer to this this problem. I, un, unfortunately, no one's going to like the answer, and I'm not saying it even is the answer. It's just that it gets us closer to the solution. I think, which is that it, ultimately charity is part of the problem here. It's not that charity is doing anything wrong. It's absolutely not. Charities do, this going well. Look, uh, charities do amazing work, right? And I am not going to decry that. The fact is that, you know, governments don't step up and that's why charities do. It's actually a disgrace that governments and, I don't know, other organisations, businesses aren't doing more and their charities could maybe not be as involved as much. But the point is that society sees the charity, especially, and this is particular around around blindness, charity is seen as almost like the, the de facto place that blind people have to go to. So if you lose your sight... You go to a charity; they will help you, and this is just age-old. This has just been going on and on for years, and it creates a sense of blind people are charity. And I think that's part of the problem. I think that's ultimately the big part of the problem. That's that is what gets in people's heads. You know, if you think about if you, if you had a, if you actually sat down with someone and said, "Okay, so if you lost a sight tomorrow, where do you think you would go?" The answer would probably be, "Well, I'd have to find a charity, someone to look after me." someone to help me. Well that's an angle I
3: wasn't expecting from this story I must say but I mean yeah well, just maybe in the sense of,
1: in, in in the sense of attitudes and society's attitudes you know we're always seen as um how can I put it people that need to be looked after or protected or you know and, and this is often where this this kind of narrative when it, when I see these advocates who go out there and say I'm independent and I'm proud and I can do everything it just doesn't it it jars entirely with the overall society's view. And that's part of the problem. And I think you have to start addressing that. Otherwise, you'll never really, because both sides don't marry up. If If you're arguing on one side and saying, well, look, charity looks after blind people. That's the end of it. And the other side saying, we're proud. We're independent. We can do it all ourselves. They don't match. They don't marry up. You need something in the middle that kind of tries to bridge the two and get away from the charity approach and actually focus more on individuals and capabilities and, you know, empowering people through getting jobs. You know, this this is down to, this is me getting into the social model thing, isn't it? But, you know, yep. ultimately, this is about the, the employers employing blind people, more blind people. And this is disabled people generally as well. Getting out back into employment, actually, you know, because it's not like we don't want to. I mean, you've, you, you could tell this story a thousand times. You know, the fact that it's not that you didn't want to work in your life. It's just that people wouldn't give you the opportunity. Yeah, that's true. I spent and decades, that's the case for yeah. a lot of blind people. They want to work. In fact, I'd say most, if not all. Honestly, most, if not all, want to work. But no one will give them the chance. No one will give them a shout. And if you're not in the workplace, this is honestly where I believe the best advocacy happens. If you're not in the workplace, if someone was blind working at Western Digital today, Someone might say, hey, do you know what? Maybe you don't want to do this because I've just seen the email. It doesn't work for blind people. Yeah, But there's no voice in there to do that. You can have accessibility departments. You can have champions. You can have all that nonsense. You need people who are actually disabled in the room to say, uh, excuse me, that doesn't work for me. <laughs> That's when things start to I'm change. I'm going to play devil's advocate
3: here because the argument could be, well, you've got OCR facilities built into your screen reader.
1: Yes.
2: Well, no, no, I mean, so I you get make that. It yeah, I, I
1: I make that argument. I say, look, personal responsibility. You know, people talk about access to information and they say, you know, I get a letter through the post, I can't read it. Well, you've got tools. You If you've got a smartphone, if you've got a Blanchio Classic, you know, you've got tools there you can use to read but that. But not everyone has. Not everyone
3: can afford.
1: Technology like Which that. What
3: side Stephen of this Scott? argument are you on? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever one is <laughs> opposite to you. No, no, I, I just know. I mean, I've heard all the arguments in the past, and it, it, it's it's all about the. It's I all think true, actually, though. That's the thing. It is about responsibility. It is about employers.
1: It is about charity leaning back. It, it's difficult because there's been an industry that's been created around all this. And you know, it's often said that you know all these charities and organisations do great work, but you know no one wants to lose their job, right? So no one would give it up in order to see the whole thing thrive in a different way. No, I, I as
3: ever, right? It, there's no no black or white answer to this. It is it, it's a it's a difficult question. I think the majority of us are, are as you said in the middle. You know we i don't feel like I rely on charity to exist at the same time. I don't feel fully i'm a hundred percent independent either i I recognize that I need help in certain areas, yeah I'm quite happy to accept that help, but it is interesting about the charity, and it does take us back to a, an email we had actually i can't remember when it, it was a while ago about the um you know sort of being left on your own and it being left to charity. If you have a stroke or something, that mm-hmm. rehabilitation yep. is part of the treatment. It is offered to you. It is there. It is in place. And yet, if when, when we've all had that appointment, you know, and you're told, there's nothing else we can do. You're going to lose your sight. Goodbye. And, and that's it. And then you've got to go for an organization. You know, these great organizations like the CNIB or whoever, that's who you turn to. So, yeah, it's... um. I th- yeah you're right actually but again yeah, I'm, I'm not
1: decrying it. the organisations I think they do no, great no. work and and you know what thank god they're there because we'd have nothing otherwise we'd have absolutely nothing yeah and that is uh, that is actually more of an indictment on society if I'm honest it's just it's unbelievable we're out of time for the moment Sean uh, stick around though because we have up next Robin Christopherson joining us Lord Robin of oh. all these surveys yes smart enough everyone absolutely i oh, yep. got a suit on not this uh, uh, Christmas onesie that I'm currently wearing <laughs> no because nothing else is washed There's nothing else washed in this I'd have to wear this um, although I have to it's very comfortable you look uh, gorgeous thank you uh, yes up next we're going to be talking about uh, an email we got from listener Debbie on the subject of audiograms and how to import them into to the iPhone. That coming up next on Double Tap.
2: Follow Double Tap on social media at Double Tap On Air and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and email us feedback at doubletaponair.com We'll be right back. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show.
1: And with us today on the show we have the one and only the Lord himself, was he at the coronation? We'll find out. It's Robin Christofferson from Ability Net in the UK and here in his own capacity. Are you okay. here in your own
0: capacity? I think I am. Do you have capacity,
1: Robin? <laughs> do you, do you, you have capacity asking? to be here?
0: <laughs> People's capacities vary. Mine is very modest <laughs> and no. I wasn't invited. Oh, we did watch.
3: Oh, that's a disgrace. We watched you're, the whole you're a lord
0: thing.
1: Uh <laughs> I mean technically <laughs> well, not yeah, exactly, that's right, according to us, you're yes. a lord, we've upgraded you, if people
0: who deserved to be there were there, then I would have been right at the back of the queue, so oh,
1: okay oh, yeah. all right, you're very humble, you're lording um so did you, did you enjoy the coronation did you did you watch Loved it? it yeah, yep, yeah, we did, I
0: mean, we skipped over a couple of bits, yeah. but the boring uh, bits, so like four hours of it. <laughs>
1: It was a, a lot sorry? quicker though, right? It was a lot quicker than I think in the, the uh, you know the the original one um, back in 1953, uh, the one that we obviously all the remember fondly. Um, yeah, that one you know where the Queen was coronated that was like four and a half hours long because mm-hmm. I think they had like 400 people had to do the pledge of allegiance to the Queen, so there's like mm-hmm. 400 mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. in a queue. I tell you, the only upside was in those days there wasn't much else on TV, so it was a fairly captive audience. It's not can as I, if they would people, turn over to the other channel or stick well, on Netflix. <laughs> a lot
0: of people bought their TVs just so they could watch it. That's right, yeah. yeah. Village Robin, halls, I,
1: people would go to village halls can, and sit yeah, around the okay, television. Can I, enough of that now.
0: Can, I, can I ask,
1: Robin? I'm asking questions. He, look, he's the only one on here that actually cares about this, so I enough. thought I'd actually ask him a How question. How dare you, sir? I
0: care. I care as much as anyone. Was it audio described, Robin? Yes, there was an accessible version. If you pressed the red button, but I had I don't know I what that a, means.
3: That's power off on my <laughs> TV.
0: <laughs> I had an audio describer with me and she's good. Ah, so, uh, alright. Yeah,
3: no, I, I was, was told it wasn't audio described.
1: Well, it was audio described.
3: It was, was audio described it. on
1: BBC and on ITV here in the UK. All and right. I think they made that stream available in other countries as well. So, nana, na nana. I take it all back. God bless you, <laughs> um, Mr. F. That's the only only kick we're interested in around here pledge allegiance to Mr F Every day we do this before the the start of the show We always pledge allegiance to Mr F Hoping we'll get another day
0: (sighs) Anyway, yes, let's talk
1: about hearing We're talking about hearing Now we had you back on the show a couple of weeks ago I think it was And we were chatting about your hearing And you'd mentioned audiograms and this is something, of course, which uh, is something that is very much available to anybody who you know wants to get one. You can even get them through different apps. You mentioned the Mimi app, M-I-M-I, mm-hmm. uh, which can sort of create an audiogram for you. But you can go to places, weirdly opticians these days, to get mm-hmm. your hearings tested. Uh, your hearings? Your hearing tested? Uh, that's exactly what I said, and you'll never prove me wrong. And, and it- um... <laughs> Yeah, my, my, my hearings are going. Um, but, uh, as a result of that, we got this email in
0: requesting demo, how to import an audiogram into the health app. I was listening to the episode about hearing assistance in the AirPods pro, which I have. And I've often wondered how to import an audiogram so that my AirPods can take advantage of that. Love the show. Thanks Mr. F. And of course you too, Stephen and Sean.
1: And that oh. was Debbie who got in touch with us, uh, who uh, asked that question. So, Robin, we thought we should get you back on because we don't like answering questions around here in double time. That's not my job. My job is to complain about absolutely everything. Sean's correct. job is to—I support that. I support that. Complaining. Support that. Yes, I'm exactly. A support the complainer. Complainer, <laughs> correct. <laughs> so, I thought well, let's get Robin <laughs> on because he knows he knows the answer to this. So, you were going to do a demo for us, and we were chatting back and forward over the last week, and it's not been as easy as you first thought, right? Yeah, no, I mean, so I did go to Specsavers, should have gone to Specsavers, um, and I did. Other opticians are available. I, I should also say at this point, you, I, I keep meaning to tell you to not mention them, only because of the fact no one in Canada will know who they are. <laughs> well, they, that is an optician. I went to, yeah, a high street optician. Which is a bit weird, yeah. There you go. Yeah, to get your hearing done. It's a bit of an industry
0: for them, because they have these little booths at the back, um, an odd. Um, audiologist.
1: Oh, I think it was the hors d'oeuvres. Well done. Well, that's a, that's that, that must be a very special Lord's very nice, only opticians. Yes.
0: That would have been a, an additional draw. Um, kind of push <laughs> you into one of these little boxes and position a couple of different types of headsets on your, on your noggin and play lots of different tones. And it's, yeah, it takes about five or ten minutes. And then you come out and they you know, talk you through the results. And in my case, tell you that, yes, you have moderate to severe hearing loss at the higher end and your hearing is worse than 95% of people your age. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they can do that. And then they go into the hard sell about hearing aids. And uh, there are NHS ones and they, they do show you those ones. And to be honest, they're not the great big plastic affairs that um, they used to be uh the last time i felt one um they're really quite small and neat but as we know technology wise they are not all equal are they um Mm. hearing aids and you really want to get one that is compatible we can talk about that a little bit later on but yeah so they've they've got lots of pros and cons and they get quite expensive quite quickly up to sort of two thousand pounds a pair wow yeah. Um, and she was really quite disappointed when I didn't make up my mind there and then to to really? go away with a pair. Um, but I did ask her to print out an audiogram and she was happy to do that. So uh, I don't, I got the impression that not many people asked for it. Mm-hmm. And no I idea what it is. Okay. So yeah, a bit of paper with um, red and blue ch- bars, circles and numbers on it, apparently. And I don't think she gets that many requests because her printer was pretty poor, or maybe I don't know. But anyway,
1: um, Judith. I my wife. So hang on a minute—you're you're selling off two grand yeah. hearing aids around here, and you can't get a <laughs> decent printer.
0: Come I on, I think they want to, because that's the kind of that's the um, IP right there, isn't it? That's um, yeah. the—they don't necessarily, I think, want to, you know, make that it's, part of the surface. It's, it's like going into
1: it's like going into a, a Best Buy and taking a picture of a cooker yeah you know and then going off just going on and buying it. yeah and <laughs> exactly. that's and that's the problem right it's yeah. the same with glasses prescriptions though i mean
3: yeah. you can take the prescription with you and take it somewhere else to buy the actual glasses but you know you need to ask
1: yeah yeah um i'm fortunate i can i just say on, on that one i'm really fortunate that because i go to a local optician and i'm not saying that to mean anything other than that, it's just a local optician but they think i'm pretty much useless at everything in life and they're probably not wrong uh, so as a result, when I ask them for the prescription, they get a bit uh, anarchy with other people, but with me, they just think I'm being cute. So it's fine. Ah, well, you are cute. <laughs> yes, you are. that is that is one word that's been associated with me a lot over my lifetime. Cute.
3: I love walking in the opticians with my white stick. I just think, ah, oh, this is hilarious. <laughs> they must be just pick up
1: the kids' glasses or something. I walked in one day and went head over bottom over over a chair a kid's chair and table that had been positioned to you know let the kids play thankfully no kids oh. were present at the time uh, but let's just say the table didn't survive um <laughs> the children did oh no children were harmed well done. done yes I'd save the children sorry so you got
0: hold of the <laughs> audiogram yes yes um so yeah that means that you can you know Go and get your hearing aids from anywhere, really, because that's the information that you need to configure them. But you can also import them into your phone. Uh, And that was what the email was about. So if you go into the health app, and then it's not on the kind of dashboard, the main screen screen by default. So if you go to browse, bottom right, and in there you've got all the different categories, and hearing is in there and under hearing is audiogram. If you tap on that, then for me, it says add new data. There's a button at the top. Uh, I'd already got an audiogram in there because of Mimi. Uh, so yours might not say add new data or it might, I don't know, but, um, there'll be a a way of adding an audiogram there. And if you tap on that, then on the next screen, it gives you a choice of three things. The camera uh, viewfinder, you know, go straight to the camera to take one. Um, go to your photos to import one that somebody else has taken a photo of. Well, or you might have earlier. Or go to files and you can go and find, I would imagine, a PDF of an audiogram that you've acquired from somewhere else. So, yeah, I tapped on camera And I had a good few attempts at snapping this audiogram piece of paper, A4 sheet of paper. Um, And each time I did that, it would tell you if borders were, you know, visible, like top edge, not visible. So then you'd move the camera up a little bit. And when you take the photograph, every single time it said um, values missing, some values missing. So there are quite a few numbers involved and... I guess it's doing clever stuff to identify where those numbers are in the little circles that they are in and these different bars and stuff like that. So I think it's doing more than just OCRing a bunch of numbers because you can see the numbers in the viewfinder, you know, it does automatic OCR. Um, So then I tried to take a photograph in, you know, more time uh, and put it in the photo camera roll and then imported it from there, but exactly the same thing. So, in the end, I got Judith, my lovely wife, to do it, and there were still values missing so it's not about the um fact that I wasn't doing it properly so i I'm pretty confident that if you've got one that is decently printed out, you'll be all right mm. um okay. so she to put some missing values in, so you might be faced with that, and so you might need a pair of eyes around, but it's you know ninety percent of it is a totally accessible it's all accessible apart from this you know missing values so yeah we had to do that Come on. and well, well sorry, sorry. No, what, what?
1: No, no, no 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 honestly no 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 you, no no, no. no. Oh, so i'll ask so okay. here's the thing um when, when you go to the optician uh and you and you do this you could i guess ask for it to be emailed to you instead of yes printed out maybe that's an yeah, option or
0: saved as a pdf yeah saved as a pdf and emailed i should have done that shouldn't i you should have Oh, yeah. how dare you, sir? Can I? Did you get confirmation
3: that it was badly printed? Did Judith yeah. say, yeah, the yeah. printout is this very isn't good. great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that, that's, oh, that's all, encouraging. It tended to be the red numbers that were left yeah. off. Oh, so, so she was of running weapons, out of red. Um, red ink. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that bad, but she says, you know, it wasn't like really crisp. So yeah. So what, we, what,
1: you, what were you using to scan the images? Out of interest, was it just uh, taking a picture on your phone. Yeah. Yes. Yeah,
0: just I've got an iPhone SE 2020. Camera's decent, and uh, I
1: was making sure that the phone wasn't blocking the light. You just settled like this, Stephen. Oh, no, I'm no, sorry, but, were, no, but you he said listening? he was he were you said, no, a coffee. I, I, no, I was checking. The information. This is called uh, investigative uh, we, research. Were you interrogated him. Yes. Do not believe. We a Check big it. lamp, uh, <laughs> and I'm pointing it in his face. He's not noticed yet. But I have done this. Um, and uh, no, the reason I ask is because I, I was thinking about the voice stream scanner app or the office lens app, which are very good for taking mm. pictures like this. And kind of the, what was brilliant about those apps is it kind of takes the image and it will. It's hard to describe. It's almost like putting it in a flatbed scanner. You know, because the way it actually presents itself is is like a a scanned article as opposed to a picture of an article. Does that make
0: sense? Yeah, it strips out the bit of table around yeah. the edges and it turns and it into a screen document. And yeah, mm-hmm. don't know mm-hmm. if that would have made a
1: difference, but just a thought. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I like to help Maybe. people, Sean. That's my thing. You see, I well like done. To help people with ideas. You you're, know, look beyond the back. moment. You know, I think no, the best no. idea so far <laughs> is to ask them to
0: email the PDF. So yes. yeah, that, and then Thanks. just import it via the files option. Idea. Yeah. yeah. Best idea well, by far.
3: Of course, <laughs> we are. You know, if you use the the Mimi uh, app, Meme. it does automatically import it into the or export it into the health app. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh no, does it actually? Yes. It? Yeah,
0: you can ask it to save it to the health app. Absolutely. Oh, We've got to it, do good. the next step
1: after you get oh. it into the health app. But we'll do that. Right, like, sorry,
3: what, 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 uh, uh, the Robin. You know how
1: we work. You are so, so defensive, Robin. I apologize. I <laughs> oh me? Yeah, sorry. The, um, Carry on.
0: <laughs> The one thing about the Mimi app though, now when you've got your AirPods in, oh. um, so it, it only works with um Apple branded headphones, you know, AirPods, Wired or uh, otherwise, um AirPods Pro Max and stuff like that. But Peace. um what we had in that booth was a number of different headsets kind of placed on your, like at one point there was some on my ears and there was others on my temples and stuff like that. Uh So I don't know what they were doing and whether they would offer more than, you know, the, the known stack of hardware involved in, you know, doing it with, with AirPods basically. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's much better than if it was like an unknown pair of, Headphones that it will allow you to use. It said you must use, you know, Apple branded ones. So I'm pretty confident that. I mean, okay. At the the up the upshot at the end of it is that the audiogram has actually improved a little bit over the older one. So I do feel like it gave me a little bit more clarity since I updated it with this one. So what you do after you've brought it into the Health app? Now what it did after I'd um, Judith had updated the numbers and we'd click done. Then it got back to the screen, which gives you your left ear, your right ear, lots of numbers associated with it, but they'd been updated slightly. So if you had a previous audiogram and then you do this again with another source, it kind of updates. Uh, so you, there's only ever one. You can't flick between or kind of between. Oh, toggle I see, so between. you couldn't compare. No. no, no, but I'm, so I was just kind of earballing it. Basically, mm, but um, yeah. so <clears throat> once you've done that, then you go to settings and down to um, hearing and then you've got audio slash visual as a heading. You've also got AirPods as a heading, but you may or may not have that depending on which you know route you went. So um, if you go to audio slash visual in there, you can customize the sort of EQ of the uh, headphones that you're wearing and you know you really do want to have apple uh earpods or airpods really to take full advantage of this in fact i don't even know if the option comes up if you haven't i don't think so no no so um you've got custom uh which is the audiogram and then you've got three other choices which have like balanced vocal range like and bright, bright as well right yeah. or something like that. yeah and uh i tapped on audiogram and it imported the new data, the updated data. So that's the steps that you need to go through. And I toggled between... Well, I, I could tell as soon as I started to play stuff that that felt, um, from memory anyway, a bit a bit brighter, a bit more full. In fact, it felt really good. Um, so I was pleased that I did it. The other ones, the other three, um, I thought, oh, you know, let me just check those and see how they compare. And even the brightness one, because it said that my top range had gone, even that brightness one felt pale and kind of um, not as full bodied. So, yeah, I'm definitely staying on the audiogram one. It feels really good. It kind of feels like turning on and off spatial audio or stereo Mm. or something like that. So it was that kind of marked difference. And I know Everyone, not everyone likes spatial audio, but anyway. Well, yeah, it's a personal it. choice. But no, as you're yeah. saying, it was a marked, you could you actually tell. You could really tell.
2: Yeah. That's, Try that's toggling really between impressive. the
0: three um, before you add an audiogram and uh, and then add in the audiogram and and sort of you've got the four to compare. And yeah, it's really, really good. I'm not saying that everyone should go via the um, audiology, audi- audiologist route, Straight away, I would definitely recommend getting an app. It actually recommends one in the um, health section. If you scroll down to the bottom, it's got suggested apps and there's one that I've never heard of before. Mm. So, yeah, but Mimi, really good, really accessible
1: uh, and free. Uh, You know, it's interesting because you mentioned the AirPods and and you mentioned that, that there are settings that are very specific to the AirPods that come up and it's only for AirPods. It's also important to say that, there are, of course, other versions you know, like Sony's or Bose or even Belkin, I think, have just come out with a new pair of, of headphones. And they will all probably have their own apps. But the issue can be accessibility. Mm. Uh, so you will find, and you know, I know people hate me saying this, but you know, it's the truth Uh-oh. that Apple stuff is accessible. I'm sorry mm. if that upsets your worldview in life, but it just is. Mostly. Well, it is. <laughs> Mostly. Like, what isn't?
3: Uh, let me tell you about a little trip I've recently taken to Apple Shortcuts.
1: Okay, apart from that. Yeah, apart from that, that's terrible. Thank you. But then that's because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> enough. The, I am the inaccessible party. I am the bag in the area uh, or wherever it is. There is also button,
3: button, button in there. And uh, I'll be honest <gasps> with you, and it kind of proves your point Rather than mine, I was shocked and surprised when I heard mm. button, button, button. It's like, mm. this you is expect awful. it, do you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it, I interesting. mean, the fact that it makes a difference and you actually notice it. I'll be honest with you when it comes to hearing accommodation, uh, oh, that was another thing. So, you actually see the autogram as an option if you go into hearing accommodations afterwards, yeah. Oh, that's yep. really cool. I can't remember how you get there. I, I usually there's a few different ways to get to hearing accommodations. I usually go through the control center. I think if you just double tap on the volume, you know the volume slider next to the brightness slider in mm-hmm. control center. Triple if you tap. double t- yeah. Yeah, triple tap, is it? Um you actually get to um the same place, hearing accommodations, but you can also get there through the accessibility menu. Yeah. Well, don't you have to add it to the
0: once shortcut? You've added it, Yeah. Yeah. Well yeah, once you've added it to the control panel, I think you have to add it.
3: Oh, yeah. There's hearing accommodations right at the bottom anyway. Yes, that's another option. You can add it to the control center. But I think if you just double tap and hold on the volume, um, I'm pretty sure it brings you up some other options as well. When the AirPods are connected.
1: Can I just ask, if anyone from Apple's listening, and I know people do, uh, could you you change the control center? I, I don't like it. I really don't. I don't like well, it. With it. It's all over the place. There's, just, there's buttons <laughs> and mean? sliders and things all over the place. It's one of those. You know, those little fidget spinners you get where one's like a little, like a little wheel, and then you've got a little button you push, and then there's a little thing that kind of, you know, you push in and out. I, it's like, come on. What, 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 what would you prefer? I got to say, on the
3: Pixel, I noticed the other day, you can actually move around the like in, on the iPhone status bar on the Pixel, you can move that stuff around. You can customise, you know, what order that comes
0: in. Mm-hmm. I thought that was that was so cool. God bless you, Android. <laughs> We're all moving
1: to Android. <laughs>
0: do, do you guys know, is there another way of getting to toggling spatial audio on and off other than going through that um, no, volume bar?
1: I don't think so. How hidden is that? I know. And it's actually quite confusing because I started watching something one night and I just could not handle the spatial audio. And I could not get it to turn off. I don't think it was a movie. I think it was audio. I, think, I don't think it was a, like an Apple TV thing or anything. And I remember I, I Googled it to see, how do I turn this thing off? And the only option I had was to go into my settings and change the audio to mono. And that would kind of kill the spatial audio, obviously. But I'm like, really? That's the only option I've got here is just to make it mono? I can't just have stereo audio? Mm. Very weird. Some of the settings are a little bit hidden, aren't they? There's too many the settings iPhone. now. That's the problem. That, and that's not unique to iPhone, right? They're all like this now, but there's just so many settings. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. And and they're buried. I mean, this new settings thing on the Mac, I don't know if you've had a chance to play with it yet, Robin. Mm -hmm. Oh, I mean, it's just awful. I can't find anything. I'm forever just in and out and in and out of the stupid control settings. I mean, come on.
0: If you tab through it, then it can skip a whole panel. It can go from like the left hand. yes. Thing right to the kind of close or the help button or something.
1: Yeah, absolutely right. It's although, absolutely
0: weird. Yeah.
1: Although weird thing yesterday. So I was doing the we were talking yesterday or whenever it was. Was it yesterday? I can't remember. Let's just say it was. And we were talking about the voiceover priority <laughs> feature. And um, it was is this new uh, Apple script that's come along? Uh, someone put it up on uh, Apple Viz. and it's it's really interesting, and it, it does really it makes a bit of a difference to to voiceover. But then I'm using an M2. I, many, so I'm not noticing a huge difference. I might notice it on an Intel Mac uh, or an older MacBook. But um, I, I'd gone into the login items to add it to that. And I did exactly what you said. I thought, I'll, I'll just try tab. So I I, go, I just, mm-hmm. uh, as soon as I get into the window, I shift tab once. So open up uh, control, well, oh, system settings it's called. I open that up and then I shift tab once. That takes me to the search box. Type in login, arrow down. There it is. Hit enter tab and that takes me into the login window and it drops me into the table where you can you can you know can see what's in your login items you would think then if i tab again i'll get to the plus and i do it doesn't speak though uh, because voiceover just does its own thing and just gets lost so you have to kind of tab in and out and then i have to come out and alt, uh, command tab out of the window oh, back in awful. again oh. for it to try and get focus again I don't know why I don't that is.
0: Think we can rely on Tab and Shift Tab, which no. is a really unfortunate thing to say. You have to
1: Vo left and right, which lends you on a whole bunch of other stuff as well. And you have the whole interaction things. Some yeah. bits work, some bits don't. You get I get so stuck in so many windows. And do you know the thing that it's just funny because I saw Billy B had put a comment up on Twitter. He says, "You know, you're so fickle when it comes to tech." And I am. I am. I admit that. But the problem you're is, a tech I. Fickler. I, I <laughs> <laughs> is, that a, is that a show name we can use? I, was, the lawyers might have something to say about dangerous. that one. Um, yeah, I'm not saying it. But the the interesting thing here is it's not that I don't like the Mac. I love the Mac. This is the problem I have, is that I love the Mac and I just want it to be better. You know, I want it to be more accessible. I would, I wish I could use it for more things. But I mean, you know, we, we talk a lot about WhatsApp and um, we'll be talking more about WhatsApp later this week because it's in the news again. But, you know... The, The app on the PC is so good and the same app on the Mac is just not as, it's nowhere near as good. It's not as usable. Why? It's it's getting around it. It's just so so clunky. You know, I can't just quickly get to a list or quickly get to, you know, you're constantly having to, right, hang on, where am I now? I'm stuck inside the name and I'm stuck inside the name and the preview message. Oh, I know. And I've got to then try and get from there to the text field. And how do I get to the messages? And, it's just, it's an endless game of just, play, I don't know, rats V-O-J, in a box.
0: I use an awful lot. And you'll be surprised how quickly that jumps you through the different kind of sections mm. okay, of fixed. an app. And VOI <laughs> to bring up everything into a list and just start typing.
1: Oh, listen, but, I, I love VOI. I, I yeah. had some choose. I love it. And I love it because, But because here's the thing. You've got to know what you're looking for. That's the problem. So you got to know what you're aiming at. So if you're looking for a button and you're not sure if it's, like in the, the App Store, for example, if you go to, I've used the items user on there quite a lot, but sometimes is the is the button download? Is it re-download? Is it get? Is it, you know, the name of the mm-hmm. actual download button can be different three or four times. So, you know, it's knowing what it is, that can often be the challenge as well. But uh, Talking
0: about get though, the stuff that I don't get about macOS, which I'm sure oh, if you were a like sighted that. mouse user, you might get. So talking about logging items, log in items, mm. I get that message all the time. Yeah. And it says, you know, so-and-so has added items to the logins. And so you go there and it's already toggled on. And yet they keep on coming up and saying, you know, VMware Fusion has added items that can be, you know, run in the background and it's already toggled on. And it's like, is there something I'm missing here? So I don't know. I feel like I do miss stuff. So talking about Apple scripts. I actually, you know, googled an Apple script and added it to a keystroke to clear the notifications thing because it just keeps talking yeah. about adding login items in the background. I
1: think the latest updates to macOS have fixed some of that because there was it just seemed like it was just an endless stream of these mm. notifications and it's funny because when I opened up my old my old my M2 MacBook Air, my no. ancient <laughs> M2 MacBook Air. When I opened it up the other day, uh, it, it was doing that. It was just giving me these endless backgrounds, you know, added mm. to the background notifications. And I'm like, oh, come on. But it doesn't do that on the M2 Mac Mini. But then it's up to date. So I'm guessing there's something been fixed in there. Robin, we could talk for, for hours. But listen, thank you so much for coming back on. It's been great today. And yeah, uh, you can find out more about the you know the health app. Of course, lots of resources online. Uh, Apple visits is a great place to go. Also, the Apple website. You know, never look past the Apple support pages because there's so much information on there on how to do lots of different things. But, Robin, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your thoughts. As always, uh, you can catch those two on a thing called The Echo Show. Hello. Uh, So you can go check that out. Uh, Robin, of course, back every day with his dot-to-dot podcast uh, an echo skill every day every day how do you do
3: it daily that sounds crazy to <laughs> it's me
1: ridiculous isn't it who Nearly would ever do a tech show daily 2300 that is ridiculous <laughs> you should get a knighthood oh wait you already have <laughs> yeah. yeah uh listen thank you again uh, that's it for today feedback at double if you want to add your voice to the mix please do remember you can attach a message there as well if you record it on your computer I'm, I don't know why I'm doing hand signals doesn't really work on the radio uh, also you can uh, call or to us to blind people Or to blind, or to blind people, people yes yeah, all right thanks. fine all right. calm down 187 go at a cup of tea will you 1877 803 4567 I'm out here he's fired
2: bye love Double Tap <laughs> did you know we're on the TV too check out brand new episodes of Double Tap TV on AMI TV every Tuesday at 8pm Eastern or binge on all episodes online at ami.ca forward slash double tap. We're also on YouTube. Search for double tap to catch our episodes there too. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.